0: We had a wish list, a top five, and you were on it. Like, we wanted to get you on the show because you're interesting. A lot of our guests. me. Okay. A lot of McGuire loved the kid, but not a great guest. Not so good.
1: Ah, very
2: capable.
1: Very capable?
0: <laughs> That's good.
2: No, he was barely here. It was all right.
1: Yeah. Are we rolling? Or? Yeah, so I always start a little early okay. just to just test things Jared out. Scott will give was, us a great big This intro. isn't a bad thing? Yeah,
0: uh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, we usually kind of soft open in the beginning, and then Alex Riley uses incriminating shit to like, <laughs> play later because we don't realize we're recording.
2: Oh, Alex Riley.
1: You're not getting too much off of that thing back there?
2: No, no. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's oh, ambient. How many times you had to say that?
3: It's good. So, well, Alex Riley. After is... the steak buffet, he's getting way too much off of that
0: thing back there. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what. Alex Riley's like the office. So if we ever refer to
1: the office, because he, he puts the shit up. So he's the producer, is the powers that be. Yeah.
2: You can start whenever you he's want. He's so I
1: strong mean, and manly, and he writes
3: this shit. And he loses to his own fucking pads all the time.
1: <laughs> I Come on! Love the kid. Do not understand the gimmick. That's because it's from a video game. I No, I get that. And he just keeps adding little pieces here and there. But what I don't understand is he's not like a recognizable character that you could see on a poster. Okay. I'm just thinking... Because he's
2: wearing a helmet constantly?
1: But I'm thinking Joe Schmo off the street isn't going to know, oh, that guy's from Fallout. Or what is he from? Yeah, it's it's Fallout. You're right. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that Alex Riley sucks.
1: I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a gracious host that allows us to Use his gym membership.
0: When Alex Riley was part of Youth Gone Wild, the best part of their, sh- their their tag team match was their entrance theme Youth Gone Wild by Skid Row. Skid Row. And then it was downhill from there. Alright, are we good? Should we start your yeah, that enough? Is that enough I'm just adding stuff. just
2: crazy shit into this hat just so that we have stuff. I'm going to go through about. them all. all?
1: I feel all? like. we're well, like Thursday. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, how long is this hat? Does this ride through?
3: Uh, What we do is we typically oh, okay. do about an hour with everybody. Okay. Yeah. If it's going
1: well, we go a little longer. We can go. No, no, no. I meant that hat. Like, do those oh. questions ride through from guest to guest? We no. Oh, that. yeah, no. yes, yes. We yeah. never yeah, cycle we, them out. Yeah, okay. we, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. We, once we use them, they're done, though, right? Yeah, we put Right. Them. But I mean, there's a fair amount. Oh, okay. okay. yes. yeah, yeah. What I want to
3: warn you, though, is. Yes. Because we pull from the hat, we're not in control of what's on the paper. Oh, that's fine. Like that's something I don't want to answer. Like the it's Angel just, Armani one? No, no. One. The, that's not the problem. The problem is we sat down with Angel Armani and a question was Bolivian soccer.
0: Okay. We don't know anything. And fucking he knows even less about soccer than we did. So.
3: Okay, like but maybe it'll be something ever. I
0: know about.
3: Uh, well, I hope so. Is there I anything about so. carnival maybe? Yeah, probably. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> what's the gimmick on the ring toss? It's just hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not the gimmick. Uh, the gimmick is they spray it with pledge, so it'll just oh uh, do they really? Yes. Man. You know the pool tables where you gotta run four balls? Yeah. Yeah, they polish those with pledge too. So runnerable
0: bitch. Yeah.
3: yeah oh <laughs> it's a fucking work!
1: <laughs> a crummy commercial?
0: Alright, let's okay, go. You ready?
4: News on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say is even harder to find. Well there must be some magic clue inside this gentleman. Hello again,
0: everybody, and welcome to another action-packed episode of the Ross Family Matters podcast. Hot Shot Scott Williams, Jiggy Jack Spade, Vic the Stick Ross, and Finally, a guest that people will tune in for, the great Derek St. Holmes.
1: That just mystifies me, man. Isn't that crazy? I don't,
3: I have done nothing more than stick around. Imagine my surprise when people said, hey,
1: you guys should do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It only (laughs) took (laughs)
0: three years of convincing to get him to come aboard, but.
1: I, uh, we are, what, 60-some episodes into my podcast, Cigars and Conversations, and I still don't know what having a podcast means. It's like a radio show without listeners. <laughs> right. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> good. Yeah. What's uh? Do
3: you know your circle for this one? Like how how poor it is?
1: Yeah, uh, like I, I what, prefer what to think count? of it as how wide it is. Um. Uh, not very, not very. No, what do we have? Not like very veiny. I mean, 100, 200? Yeah, hundred. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay.
2: here's the issue, and we've got, yeah go we've ahead. gotten let's, into this several let's, times. Let's,
0: let's let's pull back the curtain.
2: So the the office produce. doesn't have a good way to track it. Yeah. So all we can track Is that somebody important talking?
1: Mm-hmm. No, it's just Jiggy. No, it's, Jiggy. Just, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just
2: Jiggy. It's Hey, the catchphrase! who yeah, made here. it? I'm here. Uh <laughs> That's just Jiggy Jacks, babe. All right. Um so Riley only has a way to track who downloads the that's fine. P- podcast yeah. from Podbean, but he, it's also on iTunes. It's in a couple places. He can't see those like who just oh, yeah. streams
1: it. We are on st- I listen through Stitcher. Yeah. Through a lot of things. But yeah. other than that, I do not know how the podcast world works. So, okay. but anyway, so what would you, is there anything specific I can I can illuminate for you here?
0: Um, yes, yeah, so we'll, let's get into, I will tell you this, I know who du- did listen to our show, Chaz Moretti's wife. But anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> Lovely woman. Lovely yes. Woman. So, Great guy. She left the voicemail. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, a oh, new yeah. one? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no this no was, was the original. One. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You heard
1: that one? Oh yeah, I've heard about it.
0: <laughs> so what we what we enjoy about some of our guests is th- the fact that they're storytellers. Like I've okay. listened to you been on a couple road trips with Armani to Iowa. And just the uh, stories. Uh, that was a great road that trip. Was. I talk
1: about that a lot. The most important part of that road trip was I wanted to stop at the Spam Museum on the way home. And I also remember that was in 2003 because it was a week after Freddie Blassie passed away because I was reading his obituary issue in the car ride. Ah, yeah. yes. So weird things too. Yes, and my
0: cousin me. rightfully so lost an eyebrow. So that was, yes, uh,
1: yes, yeah. that's true. Do
0: they give you Spam to eat at the Spam Museum? Uh,
1: like
2: a tasting?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I forget. There might, there might have been a small tasting, yeah. but it wasn't a big... Good, it was fun, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, like, it wasn't you know, they, all you can eat like a beer thing or anything. Like
0: there's
2: that. a lot of different spams out there. yes.
0: For yeah. example, did you know there was a curry spam in India? No, yes. you're missing out, spam's
1: man. a wonderful thing.
0: So, anyway, anyway, yes, so there's obviously some great stories. And oh, just,
1: also on that trip, yes, uh, the venue was next to two things one, the or some iteration of the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. Which I not with over two rooms. <laughs> uh, as I recall, it was a largish room. Okay, just one. But big room. I was very happy because it did have some Buddy Holly stuff. But it had a suit formerly worn by Tommy Boland, who's one of my favorite obscure guitar players, uh, who I love to say is the guy that was both in the James band and Deep Purple after the famous people left. The James Gang, or James the, Gang? Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. He did he replace Joe Walsh? Uh. Yes, he replaced Joe Walsh as the guitar player, but there was also some weird singer that came in as well. Okay, whose name I want to say is like Dominic Triano because that's just a name you remember. And there's a YouTube footage of him of them singing uh, "Walk Away" from Funk Forty Nine. But the lead singer, the the YouTube comments are great. He's just got the lead singer itis to the to the T. All the gimmicks. All the gimmicks. Okay. All the gimmicks. So that was fun but he was also in deep purple after richie blackmore left but it was being fronted by david coverdale at that week.
0: oh
2: my oh.
1: so oh, yeah. this next song
2: is about my penis oh <laughs> it's it's not <laughs>
1: Okay, now, now since we're going off on <laughs> no, a side, sa- yeah, here, knock it out. David Coverdale, when auditioning for Deep Purple, they told him, "You sound great. Send in a picture." And he, the only picture he had of himself was him as a Boy Scout, as a youth. So that's what he sent, <laughs> and, and he got booked. And one guy was like, oh, "I like him. <laughs> He's got spunk." <laughs> and
2: they were like, for- calm, down. Yeah, <laughs> "Calm
1: down, calm there. down there." <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna get off on a deep purple. <laughs> game, but...
0: So I was having a conversation yes. about
1: about deep purple. No,
0: well, kind of, uh, with somebody about uh, who... as a
1: as a joke. I uh, most men name their penis, so I decided to name mine Stormbringer. Mm. Okay. And there's a great because uh, it's a bi- a big ebony ebony blade that steals souls when it's done slaying yeah. its victims. Can well, well deep purple itself is a good. Can <laughs> I make a suggestion for yours? <laughs> deep purple <laughs> is great.
3: Now that <laughs> I think about it. Now that. You have to take the blood pressure medication. Yeah. And it doesn't really come out All as right, liquid. Can we not just put as all this like like shit out on here? D- yeah. <laughs> as like, as
2: a perhaps you could be smoke on the water. Oh, <laughs> hey <laughs> Oh, I would just all naming it after songs <laughs> from Deep
0: Purple now? <laughs> no, we well, it, so the it, discussion was, who is the best lead singer that's fronted multiple <laughs> bands? Right? Because oh. David Coverdale is a guy who's fronted multiple bands. Right. Like a Dio? Well, okay. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. But I... So, my uh, number Henry one... Henry Rollins? No. Oh, come on. No,
1: we're not counting solo career, but a good example is Brian Howe, who okay. did Bad Company and yeah. may have been in Queen for a day and a bunch of other... <laughs> yeah, Chris Cornell. For, like, <laughs> yeah. Chris nice.
0: Cornell was one. Paul Rogers. Paul yeah, Rogers is great, one. yeah. But, so, anyway. Okay. But in this discussion, it was like a 45-minute discussion amongst five people, and nobody mentioned David Coverdale,
1: and probably rightfully so. No, David Coverdale was all right when he was young. He doesn't have his chops anymore. No. I mean, he was What the to bank Tony Yeah. That's when <coughs> when it was a thing to do. When it was a yes, thing to do. Yes, not the what blind date version of uh Tony w- What about anyway.
2: what about the guy from Extreme?
1: Gary Cherone. Yeah, yeah, Gary yeah, Cherone the for a while. Well, first yeah. he would have to be in. But group. that's only two bands though, right? <laughs> okay, we should say so we're at talking least, three we say at least 3 not counting a songs. And
3: let's be honest, Extreme was a one-song band. One nobody, hit band. Nobody was buying tickets to see anything okay. other than more than words. Stop. But they did have a cool rocking tune. I can't
1: remember what it is right now. Though. Well, that is that. Get the
3: funk out. No, good. no.
1: Decadent dance was. Did they one do Mama? Away. Don't want to go to school today. Think I'd rather go outside and play. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was extreme. Definitely.
0: Okay. So I saw. I'll tell you what. I saw Extreme by accident because I was <laughs> going because they were on you a. Bastards! Bill. You tricked me. It was Extreme, and please don't hate me for this winger. Sure. Oh man! No. Um, at, right? And another band at Riverside, and we had gotten free tickets, and I wanted to see Winger, but I sat through Extreme, and I was. This was before hey, More Than Words. picturing you
1: as Stewart off Beavis and ButtHead. Yeah. Right was now. the
3: song "Saigon Kick" or uh, the band "Saigon Kick"? It might have been oh. as the third band. Because I went to a Saigon Kick show, and I can't imagine there were two at the Riverside. Okay, oh, then they would have come
1: around. Come on,
0: not good. They but were, uh, they were
1: paying to play.
0: But so anyway, they were good, and they didn't play More Than Words. So this wasn't a hit, and they did 45 minutes, and they were rocking it, and I'm like, on a whim, I bought their CD, and I liked it, and then More Than Words hit, and I'm like, fuck, that's not all they're good for, but that's what they became known for. Right, I
1: remember being frustrated with music at that point, because, like, the power ballad was the one that got the radio play. Yep, yep. Which um. then
0: led to the, the up, up grunge, because people got sick of the hair band's power ballads, which is unfortunate. And you know what else is unfortunate? Every oh, motherfucker shit. out there oh, will say, oh, yeah, I've never went to the hair bands ever. I'm like, really? Because I saw you at the Poison concert yep. in
2: 88.
1: Nope. So, in 88, really? So how about you just, On a Tuesday. just wear it? It's, like, where, it's just, where the chicks were. You know? Right.
0: Just wear it. like You, you can hate...
1: Or dudes. It's a big world.
0: Disco know. was the same way, though. Everybody hated disco after it was dead. But those clubs were full, I guess.
1: I liked it, but I was seven. All right.
0: I was eight, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Anyway... So tell us just real so we'll quick, you don't,
1: wrestling. you
0: don't have to re- relay the whole long story, but just maybe share with us what got you started in wrestling. Like maybe, you know, what what made you want to keep
1: doing it? Uh, well, I was a fan. I want to say all my life, but it really started when I was 13. Uh, my dad always watched AWA wrestling. that was on TV. Um, so, I, like, I kind of had an idea what it was. But then all of a sudden one night I was at my buddy's house and he had – satellite television and got the MSG network. And that night I saw a broadcast of Snuka coming off the cage. I, at this point, have no idea if it was live or rebroadcast or whatever, but I saw that card and that was like, holy cow, what the hell is this all about? It was Morocco or with Morocco. Okay. I figured. Yeah, so it was the Morocco match. And then the next day I went out and bought my Pro Wrestling Illustrated but I was always um, an inquisitive... You know, I wanted to know things. So, like, like I knew, quote-unquote, it was fake or whatever you want to say, but I, I wanted to figure out what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was a big fan, of, into the storytelling, and also into the work of, oh, God, what's going on here, blah, 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 blah. Uh, didn't... I grew up in Janesville, Wisconsin, so there was no indie scene at that time. I only started getting the newsletters in 93 or 94 because I saw the torch advertised in the back of Pro Wrestling Illustrated at the time. And then I went and pulled out, there was always like the Norm Kiteser magazines um, that were like, uh, they were on newsprint, and it was always uh, like black and white pictures and everything like that. That had a big thing in back that had ads for all these other wrestling newsletters. Was so. that like, uh, like the Wrestling Eye? No, not Wrestling Eye. Wrestling Eye came out of New York, and that was actually... Carmine edited that for a while. Okay. Um, no, the Norm Keitzer one. Norm Keitzer was a publisher out of Minnesota that in addition to his own magazines did all the different programs for the different territories so like i can't remember if it was called major league wrestling but his program there was a new york edition midwest edition um uh, if i could just pull up a picture you'd know like that newsprint or that family of magazines like all the programs from the 60s and 70s were out of his publishing house and then when vince took over he stopped Norm, you know, stopped using Norm Kiteser and started making his own programs and stuff like that. Gotcha. But it, it's a very, very particular type set. The articles, I don't want to say they broke kayfabe, but they were more this person's appearing here for a while, but left after a while, you know, blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. And then other wrestlers appearing, and it would list like all of the names and jobbers that had appeared on the television that that correspondent had watched or whatever. So gotcha. that was also neat because that was. Slightly more real, but didn't get into the fiction like the After Mags did. Uh, somewhat related to that, I was always an After guy. I did not like the George Napolitano line of magazines, and it was for some like I liked the fiction that the After Mags wrote better than the Napolitano Mags.
0: Yeah, they were better writers.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. You're a big Matt Brock fan. Yes, yes. I was. <laughs> when I started uh, tape collecting, I always remembered in like the 25th anniversary issue or whatever that Matt Brock says that the title change between Harley Race and Terry Funk in Toronto was the best match he ever watched. So once I started tape trading, like that was a big thing I had to pick up. It's like, oh my god, I gotta see this match. And then at the time I watched it, it was just like, ah, this is kind of slow, blah, 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 blah. And now I see it then, and sure, it's a good match, but conservatively
2: so you, yes you were probably you were tape trading when it was actually tapes right yes, yes. Tape.
1: so i was gonna ask you how many tapes do you think you collected oh jeez i remember one of the most embarrassing things i bought was a five tape set of the best of sabu and like got an rf video from a yes. pwi right no no that was rf video this is an rf video. no no but you probably saw the ad in pwi
3: right because that. I bought some of those, yeah. Oh
1: no, no, I was already tape trading at that point, and it had gotten like the I was on their mailer somehow. Okay. And the guy says, "Oh, I gotta get that," and it came with a piece of his table and everything like that. I was very <laughs> happy for <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, over, that. Anyway, but over, oh, I'd have to say a couple hundred, but, uh, not I mean, thousands, but easily a couple hundred. Because uh,
2: when I was in high school with uh, Mr. Havens down in Illinois, sure, he had a whole room that was just bookshelves
0: oh, yeah. of just. RF videos and shoots and so well Vic so did I
1: in a house that it all burned up in a house fire but I had probably 400 I am t- sorry for the house fire but that tape collection burning up is probably the best thing that's happened to you. The fir- <laughs> well, I, I tend to agree the, because
3: I still have like 200
1: in my
0: house yeah, and I don't even have the best thing that reason. happened to me was all of the the VHS of my matches burned in the fire so okay. now there's no proof. But um <laughs> But what, the first one I bought, I bought from a PWI. It was that like I like to bleed one, I think, and I know I'm getting the name. I lot. like to I like bleed. To, no, I
3: think
2: he's a hundred percent right. That's what it said yeah. in the ad. Yeah. I, I bought a tape with that same title, but it wasn't. Well, recent.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it. I
1: like to hurt people. That's it. I like to hurt people. Oh, well, the the chic movie. Yeah. Oh well, in that case, I would like to point out that I am wearing my Detroit. Ah, t- awesome. tonight, so I love it. That's, I love uh, it. Subtle. So.
0: But I've ordered a few out of there, and right. then I ordered like before it was you know like the Starcade ones because uh, I'd watch TBS and you know oh I can order this and I'm spending thirty fucking dollars for a VHS tape. Did
3: either of you ever get the? I want to say it was a Pro Wrestling USA uh, tape. It had I know it had the Road Warriors. It had Sergeant Slaughter on it. It would have been out somewhere. Like, it was probably in the magazines from 84 to 86. Wasn't that Pro Wrestling Ringmasters, was it? Yes! Oh, That's yeah. That's exactly...
1: Yeah. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to Wait see it. Wait a minute. You, you've you got to be kidding, because that one's really common. Never seen it. I actually have mine assigned by Harley Race, I think, because that was one of the only things I had in this party. I didn't say it's impossible to get.
3: I okay. just said I haven't
1: seen it. Oh, okay. Well, that was a... Uh, like a Bill Apter and Craig Peters, I forget who the other guy was, like a hosted event where they were like, here's what wrestling in Texas is like, and oh, here's some wild matches from over here, and the Road Warriors are the best thing, and then it ends, it's an hour long, and it ends with the George Thorogood hand jive video. Okay. And that's (laughs) the same one that got played on like MTV and whatever. So, I mean, it was a nice little, like, especially if you were stuck in AWA land, like, here's what wrestling looks like all over the place. Footage of... Footage of Ric Flair uh, getting beat by Kerry Von Erich via backslide in Texas, Texas Stadium, stadium with shades of Texas Stadium that's in my contract. Um, <laughs> but then he also says in very hushed tones how violent wrestling is getting, and they're going to go to a very violent piece of tape. And it, no, it's Randy Savage pile driving Ricky Morton through oh, the table, man. okay? Like that was, and I remember seeing that with my eyes back then. I was like, oh my god, how do they fake
0: this stuff? See, so I have a similar shared experience. Like, my stepdad used to, because I'd watch wrestling, and uh-huh. we got cable, and we got TBS starting in 85. So, sure. So I grew up with the AWA, and then that was a whole other level. And he would just say, this is fake. You're so. Then he went and showed me something that broke kayfabe, and I loved it even more. Uh, was that the 2020 episode? That, well, that, too. But he took me to a show and took me backstage, like back where the wrestlers came out and showed me guys' heels and faces leaving together. Like, see? It's fake. And I'm like, cool, I love it even more. Like you, whatever you were trying to do here, somebody yeah, should have beat the butter. shit out of your.
2: Well, head. it was. <laughs> by the time I started watching, it was a different world because yeah. by that point Vince had already admitted. Well, right. Yeah. That it was. Yeah, f- I
0: was like er, early eighty, mid eighty three,
2: eighty four. But sure. But then what you get is everybody trying to dissuade you from watching by telling you it's fake and it's
1: right. already a known. Right. Right. Thing. It doesn't so, matter if you. Like Freddie Glassy had the best comeback to that. Yeah. Like, go ahead, ask me if wrestling's fake. Hey, is wrestling fake? Hey, when your father fucks your mother, is that fake? For her, her yeah. Well, <laughs> so uh, well, my thing
0: was all my comeback for like I said that was so Star Wars, but you spent money to go see that. So anyway. Yeah,
1: but that's not gonna. Hurt. No, they, but they don't.
0: But so I, so I, that was my first after the A W A, and and I'll be honest, like okay, as a kid I liked it, and then when I saw the N W A to the crowd, I'm like wow, this blows Vern out of the water.
1: Yes, and that was. Um, Talk about the romanticization. Romanticization. What we're doing. Romanticizing. Thank you. The territories. Uh, AWA TV is hard. It is hard. Uh, AWA TV is hard. WWWF TV yes. is hard. Oh, those old shows. Hey, let me ask you a question. I know there's yes. only
3: a couple years between us, but you've seen sure. some of the older WWWF stuff, and I really haven't seen much. Uh-huh. Did Jimmy Valiant's knees ever work? <laughs> Yes, but...
0: 1973, AWA. <laughs> I watched the match with him One and match. Ted DiBiase from
3: 1978, <coughs> and his knees were already shot there. Or maybe 80, maybe 80. Okay. Um, it's, it was on the network. Okay. okay. Uh, his knees were already shot there. It's 2019, I bet you could watch him somewhere in North
1: Carolina this weekend. Which makes me mad, because I bought his book, and his book has a big deal about retiring. It's like, eh, he's so the other thing about that mid '80s though is when
0: the early days of cable, because yeah, is we were pulling wrestling. We got Southwest Championship. There was some shitty thing from California with a guy named Ripper Savage.
1: You saw the Ripper yeah. Savage stuff. There are two matches of him on YouTube, and they are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, r- r- oh no, amazingly horrible! Like one tears out his knee, blows out his knee, running across the ring. Oh. Jesus. but uh Ripper Savage was also his real name was Don Ross it was uh, he was very very known in the bodybuilding world okay. as a very vocal steroid advocate
0: ah okay. like one of
1: those guys like no here's what you do you know right so that was yeah so cool. that, that was Why, really bad yeah yeah
0: and then <coughs> and then locally I mean we didn't even need cable for that channel 18 was showing world class on Saturday you night know, right which, right I remember that which was um,
1: I remember that was also when new coke came out because mm. I had a cachet of Old Coke that I would save for special occasions. Good for you. One of which was the Carrie Von Eric Mans at the time. I liked Kevin more now.
0: But. Yes, yes.
3: Shortly yeah. after that, uh, World Class started showing up. Yeah. Um, right. Like Saturday nights, I want to say. Saturday nights, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, NWA right. on TBS. Right. right. You'd That's get... Right. Like I know it was other places, but W O R had W W F. Yeah, they had their special out. show that yep. was
0: just for
1: W O oh, R. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was everywhere. But uh, didn't U W F came in? Yeah. It in there did, too? as it was dying out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, uh, uh, who beat Gordy for the title? Because so I remember that was probably one was man game. One man game. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, he hurt his arm reaching in to pull Michael Hayes out.
1: Yep. Which I I think is brilliant booking, but that's another that's another story. You know what's fantastic
3: was you could watch uh, the Tommy UW- Rogers F- and Bobby Fulton? Well, half of that tag team is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I get, I get the joke. <laughs> but I can't stand Bobby Fulton. Really? Not yeah, Fulton, he is yeah. terrible. He rode Tommy Rogers' back for years. <laughs> okay. um, was the fact that you could watch the UWF at like 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, uh, Sunday. eating your cereal, yeah. and then you could watch Bowling with the Champs immediately after.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I, I love the UWF, but it was at that time where they were trying to go national, and Crockett and McMahon were just tearing that. Right. I mean,
1: Right. just
0: basically stripped them
1: down to nothing. Uh, I knew it was on TV, but could not watch it regularly because on Sundays from when I was 15 to when I was 19, I bought a friend's newspaper stand because Janesville didn't have a Sunday paper, so we sold the State Journal, Milwaukee Journal, a little bit of the Milwaukee Sentinel before it folded up. Yeah. Rockford Register Star and a few Chicago papers. and But uh, as part of this, I would have somebody come up and watch the stand, and I would take a wheelchair and go around the rooms at the the local hospital to see if anybody wanted a paper. But I would always try to do that trip when wrestling was on in case anybody had it on in their room in the hospital. Sure. And then I could like spend time going, oh, you watched this? Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, I don't know who any of these people are. You
0: know. Well, the other thing is, in that time, I wasn't a huge WWF fan, although I watched it, but I was a fan of Primetime Wrestling on Mondays. I thought that show was better than...
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought it was like three weeks behind.
0: Well, it it, it was behind, but the matches were better, because it okay. wasn't squash, 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 squash. Yeah, okay,
3: okay, I see your point.
0: So it was like competitive And matches. even
3: some of the matches, like you would have two basically just above job guys, but they would give them like 12 minutes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there was actually a sense of who's actually going to win this, because I've seen that guy
1: get beat a 100 times. On Sunday, he and loses all the time, but on t- Monday, yeah. he wins. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 So, but what I want to bring up, what we're discussing here, is there was this time where we only had one wrestling product to choose from, and then suddenly all of these other influences and flavors were available, and you were able to pick and choose out of which one of those you really liked, because we all watched it, but some of them we liked better than others, and this, that, and the other thing. And that's one thing I felt that was so exciting that you had these different flavors and you had different workers coming in from different areas bringing in these influences. But then Vince came in and bulldozed it over and had the one product. So now, of course, you've got indie wrestling, you've got AEW, you've got TNA or whatever they're called now. But those are really all just variations on a theme now. Like there's, there's very little melding or bringing in a different style of wrestling.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can argue now you're you're almost back into to that area with the internet where there's just so many different things that you can watch right. and you can try. But because of that, because everybody's watching so much, it's actually merging more than it before.
1: It was real, like yes, regional. Yes, uh, that's um, a concept I've been working on for a while. Where like the sport was always going to develop, but before it seemed. I'll concede it seemed to develop at almost a glacial pace before how things were slowly changing whereas to now you know, it's improving and the stunts and abilities that are needed to be at the top level are higher and higher which in theory I agree with, but I also question the speed at which things are evolving and In a sense, are they changing too fast, you know, are they changing too fast that irreparable damage can be done and it can't, you know Right. Would it would it have, would it have benefited from a slower melding of the styles? And if so, who would have controlled that? Because right. everybody wants to be the person in charge. So well,
0: and and the thing is now all of the others, they mentioned AEW, Ring of Honor, all their common theme is we're not the WWE. Oh, okay, right, but. But again, what differentiates? Yeah, show you, me something
3: different from them. Then we're not the WWE, but here's a dozen guys that used to be. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and the thing that still bothers me, and again, I, I like the storytelling piece. But I, again, I don't want it to be. I don't want to watch Harley race. You're right, but I like storytelling. I don't Some like Harley seeing fifteen finishers do that you kick out of on one.
1: Yes, right? and I, I think that. Um, Alright, I didn't want to turn this into modern wrestling as bad, but I do get frustrated when I see finishers that on the street would kill somebody that are a high spot. Mm -hmm. I.e. multiple head kicks.
0: Yeah. Yes! Yes!
1: Yeah, so at a certain point it becomes silly. I've had this problem doing commentary for some of the feds that I do where not only do you see that in a match, you see that in every match. till You get to the latter end of the evening and you're like, what else can I say about this crap? And we would even play with that where all of a sudden Phil would go, let's just let this moment speak for itself and just like, all right, let him do another five finishers and then we'll come back in.
0: And the th- anyway. Th- go, go the ahead. thing I hate, though, is when they say, well, the WWE, they, their matches suck now, right? We went to that house show because we got free tickets. Yep. And that tag match between the Revival, Rude, and cable uh, uh-huh. Fucking Fantastic. amazing. These guys can still, yes, they don't feature that on TV, But they gave him what, 25 minutes?
1: It was... Well, and that's good. And that's encouraging to hear. Uh, My personal theory on the WWE is they've come up with a way to generate commoditized wrestling product. Right. Which I understand from a business aspect because you have any sort of system. You want to minimize your waste and get, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But it doesn't... That environment up there doesn't allow for rapid change or anything. Right. But, you know... But it was just nice
0: to see that and go, shit, that's old school. That's what I
1: fell in love with. So speaking of the WWF, that's the match that I watched that really got me back into it when I was 13 or 14. So I was always a fan through that. Finally got the sheets in the late 90s after I graduated college. Um learned of an indie show going on in Beloit, which was Carmine's Mid-American Fed. In Beloit, huh? Yeah, so I went down there, got on the mailing list, and was just like, how long has this shit been going on? Uh, From there, found out about wrestling there. Then I briefly lived in Fort Atkinson, found out about wrestling in Watertown at Turner Hall. That was Morty's show.
0: Oh, so different, complete different
1: spectrums. Yes, yeah. but in my mind it was like, okay, I know this is shit, but it's still wrestling somehow. Mm-hmm. And then from there, got to talking to Morty about training, who shot me a price, and I kept shooting him back down until finally he said, come out and check out my facility tomorrow. Ooh! Drove out to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, yes. <laughs> met, met did you meet Arma- Grandpa? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I Did you use the urinal? <laughs> The house? No, I think I just <laughs> pissed outside. But my goal in going to that was I wanted to see what a wrestling ring looked like underneath. I okay. Was like, how does this work? Sure. I had gotten, like, sent $5 in a check for, with a check and a self addressed stamped envelope to get ring plans at one point, but I didn't really understand what how they put it together. So set up the ring. Armani was like, get in here and do some drills. So I've had some. Like, I played football in college and had some, you know, taekwondo training as a youth, so I knew some yeah. stuff. Yeah, But just going through the drill suddenly grabs me in a headlock, wheels me in a corner, and says, did you give these people any money? No. Good, don't. They're inbreds. I'll train you for <laughs> free. <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, the next weekend, I was in a car driving to Indiana so I could learn how to bump around and everything like that, and that's how it kind of started. Sure, sure. So, like my training, I never went to an official camp. My training was very informal. You know, get to the show early, set up, yeah, camp for a while. Hang like out, tear down. For a yeah,
0: so let me. We'll get back yes. to that because that's important. But I did want to say, as as much as people will take shots at Badger State Powerhouse, uh-huh. if if you looked at like every good Indian in Wisconsin in the late '90s and early 2000s, seventy percent of that roster at least had Morty as a touchstone. Like, either they wrestled there for a while, yes. or they met somebody there at a camp. Like, it was weird how if you do, do the dotted lines or six degrees of separation, yeah. it always came back to that.
1: Well, it was, a, it was a way to get into the business, but he was also so desperate for talent, he would take anyone. But it was also easy to kind of see through what was going on there and, like, get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I believe I still owe him $800 for training or something like that. He's um, gonna need that by yeah, the way. He wants it. Yeah, <laughs> he wants he wants it today. It. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
0: well he, he does have a, a pretty long memory. Yes. Um It's been twenty three years, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna have to charge you interest. <laughs> so now so now you're training and you're you're doing the informal
1: training before yeah. shows. Do you remember where and who your first match was? Uh where was uh, Richfield, Wisconsin, at the Fourth of July Fest against the American Ninja. It of course was, it was. Who <laughs> was some small, ratty looking fellow that smoked a lot of cigarettes. Oh, not Michael
3: Dudekoff. When you said Zach Richfield, Maguire? I was
1: hoping you were going to say the Richfield Shelley. No, it was outdoors. Okay. Uh, let's see, what else was on the show? Like It was us, Tom Stone had a match. Well, for some reason, Will and Morty had a match that went like 15 seconds. Like, lock up, go for the foreign object, boom. It was done. Okay. Uh-huh. And then maybe maybe Robin and Char had a
0: match. Oh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Well, hang on a
3: second. I know who Robin is. Who's the other
1: Char lady? Char, uh, Char and Critter were two uh, lady wrestlers. They were sisters. And they they were trained in that generation. Okay. Like as she now, um, well, she came to the that Wisconsin reunion that was held the same weekend as the Midwest Wrestlers reunion. Oh uh, yeah. Second second edition coming up. Oh, oh, yes. oh yeah. Apparently without the sanction of CAC. <laughs> Did you guys see that story? No. Yeah, no. I mean you well, posted. I mean, a little a little bit. Bit. Yeah, I mean you know what I know. I just fill yep. in the pieces on my own. Yeah, well, I don't want to ask because I don't want to let them know I'm watching him for that reason. So. Well, don't
0: you want to get twenty-five dollar
1: pizza? <laughs> I like pizza. Oh, t- here. Okay, twenty-five dollar pizza and then see everybody I kind of see on a semi-regular basis anyway. <laughs> right, I'd be like, well, like me paying twenty-five. The bucks whole to point do this show. of Cauliflower Alley was so people in different territories that never saw each other, like, hey, this is where we're all going to meet and see. So that's one thing that was great because people would do, you know reunions and such like that. Fortunately so much of that is dying out that within the next five, ten years, CAC is just gonna be people that have worked for Vince. Yeah. So Yeah. And and Chaz and Paul
0: wheat. <coughs> yes. And and gentlemen of that ilk. So hey, buddy. as you've been as you've kinda of gone through it, I'll, this yeah. is, this is a really cool question I like to ask people because okay. there's no right or wrong answer. But if there was a time capsule really so, wrong. If, if they were going to put a Derek Stane Holmes match in a time capsule, oh dear God. which one would you select? Oh, none of them. And it could be for good reasons. <laughs> it could be for bad reasons. It could be because something memorable happened. Like, it doesn't have to be, oh, this was a five star match. It doesn't have, have to none
1: be that. I've that. Ever had a yeah, match.
0: I, I had five one star
1: matches. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we put it all together. One night it was a TV taping. Oh, no, I, I don't think of my matches in that respect, so I couldn't.
0: Is there one that you that you hold a, a little bit of special affection
1: for? Uh, no. Because wrestling has always found a weird way to break my heart, i.e., I finally have this match I'm looking forward to, but it's in front of 15 people, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that. Sure. There's always something really wrong about that. But I've always tried to focus on my next match rather than, like, it used to be I'd get footage of my matches and watch them 50 times and then never again. Sure. Um, I recently had all of my VHS of my Mid-American stuff put onto DVD, but I've never watched it and, Like, have no desire to. Gotcha. Because it'll just...
3: It'll hurt you? It'll hurt. <coughs> What's the worst match you've ever had, and why
1: was Jack Spade involved? Jack Spade was not involved. Yeah! Uh, little victories. It was JP. Oh, really? Yes. We had a match in uh, Bruce City at the bowling alley where I laid out what I thought was a nice little simple deal. He's going to come back later and said I had an earache and couldn't hear, which he didn't (laughs) mention to me until afterwards. Uh, Called a nice simple match, went into the first spot, and he screwed up the first one in such a spectacular way that it made me realize that all of that talking had been totally useless, and I tried to beat him up. I was a little stiff.
2: All right. All right. Well, y- y-
1: <laughs> you're uh, you're also from
2: like this uh, this even crazier backstage era, and we talked a little bit about this uh-huh. uh, last year at the Riverfest show, which is coming up again. Uh, but what is the craziest thing you've ever seen backstage at a wrestling
1: show? Oh, <laughs> uh, outside of people like just bleeding, and you're. Don't yeah, sell I just it. mean like okay. where you're just like, oh Jesus, what is happening? Uh let's see. There was some, there was a Hollywood that hung around the Mid American locker room, and she was kind of friendly a couple Sticky. times. Sticky. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> kept away from her. Um, because I, I, I mean, like ribs, but not no like animal sacrifice or anything like that.
2: Well, because I'll I'll jog, and I don't remember please, the entire go story. Ahead. But you were telling me something about, uh, like, Confederate, something, conf- like, they had Confederate. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> the, the,
1: the Mississippi, Mississippi militia, militia <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, they were always funny because there was a big guy, uh, I don't want to say his name, RF. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Big guy, uh, always had a gun, and, like, would always, like... Make a point of having to take it out of his bag, so and, everybody knew he had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't so, shoot so there was that. rookie. Yeah, 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 But he had his partner was named Butch or Butchie. I don't, I don't really know what his name, his real name was or anything. Haven't seen him in years. But he was always great for uh, putting on his mask and then walking around with electrical tape wrapped around the shaft of his cock. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, okay, here we go. Hey, how's it going? Ah. I was like, how you doing, Butchie? Good to see you. I, just...
2: I kind of had that with Jack Berserker. Yeah.
1: Berserker was more funny. This was more kind of, I don't know if I have to laugh at this yeah, or what. Because <laughs> your partner has a gun. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so, but he's not the only gun I've seen in a locker room. Um, That's
2: ins- I've never seen a gun in a locker room. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember never. the first
1: one was way, way early in Indiana when I saw some guy like unpacking his stuff, and, it was, and that wasn't a... Hey, here's my gun. That was just a, oh, i got to move this. It was just mm. like, oh, Luscious Leroy has a gun. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. And with a name like that, going straight to the top. You guys? Uh, no, Luscious Leroy was fantastic. Uh, African-American worker from, uh, what is that? West Chicago, I think it was. Okay. But uh, fantastic worker. I love the name. Very I funny. really do. Very You funny. think I'm shitting on it. He, he dropped the, the Luscious Elbow. And uh, the secret to taking that was you had to close your eyes so you didn't start laughing at watching him warm up for this. Okay. Boom! One, two, three. I would have thought
0: Big Daddy Dave would have had
1: a gun. I—I'll bet you there's been more guns. And actually, I know now there are a lot more because a lot of guys have their concealed. Yeah. Carry, right now, yeah. Which, right. which is fine. Still having. But seen. back
0: then, it wasn't a concealed carry wasn't a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was just more. Oh, okay. This guy has a gun. <laughs> uh. But I guess that's just. Wrestling, for what I've seen. I mean, you see, uh, you know, a fair amount of things you don't see. If you get what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I always try and shy away from when I see money being exchanged or talk about, or yeah. uh, if I know something's gonna happen, I'll just be like, okay, I'll just be out of here, and the guys know I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, just recently, at uh, an MKE show, or at a show in a building that's no longer around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was in the bathroom uh, reading my phone on the throne, you know, trying to make things happen. And all of a sudden I hear two people come barging into the bathroom. Oh, somebody's in here. Goddamn. Wait a minute. Who's in here? It's St. Holmes. Oh, he's cool. Okay. And then chop, 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 chop. chop. Hey, guys, how's it going? Ah, you know this is up. You want? No, I don't. Thank you.
0: I saw the same thing happen in that building 20 years ago. (laughs) A guy who had, I won't name his name either, had long hair and doesn't live in this state, but he's in the vicinity. Sure. Um, in, off the toilet seat in the bathroom. Right? Oh sure, yeah. Off the seat. Yeah. We well, off the, oh, off the seat the, or yeah. the the back. The the, the seat. tank would make oh, sense. no
1: <laughs> the seat. I, I do know that the women's bathroom in that building is seeing its fair share of drug use and blowjobs. Ah, uh, so yeah. I I was gonna guess penis. Yeah. Yes, I really yes. was. Uh, I was always jealous of it at that point because it took me seven years to get my first wrestling related. Uh, Connection. That way. <laughs> right. What if I had another you. one three three weeks later, and then it took another couple of years? Wow. What if I told you that if you had the chop chop stuff,
3: you could have it all the time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be good. <laughs> it right would be good. Not even. It wouldn't be good,
3: find
1: you. But you yes. could have we
0: could take through. you to a bar right now. Right?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Fun.
0: Yeah, so that was an interesting, because I'm like, oh, and and the door of the bathroom, like, he didn't even close the stall. I'm like, what the fuck? So Hey, guys. So, I guess, so I always say that, like, so my favorite indie, I loved Mid-American before the Ian Rotten years, okay? Sure. Um, Which was all I saw. Because it was, like, I just, there was something about, it it made me want to get into this business. I was always a wrestling fan. Yes. But when I went to, to West Dallas and I watched Carmine shows, I'm like, Well, this is amazing. I want to do this, right? Yes,
1: there was an energy behind it, and it did seem very interesting. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, when I first started talking to Marty about training, I tried to ask about Carmine. He was right away, no, you don't want to be involved in it. Like, he was not traditionally accepted in the Milwaukee area. Right. I know, I haven't really got his his story straight, but he moved out here from Jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think became friendly with Frank somehow, mm-hmm. and that's how they came into Mid american But
0: yeah, and, and having Frank, I mean, again, even if it was doing jobs, people, he was I mean, he'd been to New York, he'd done stuff for WWF, he'd done stuff for AW. Like,
1: so he had a little bit of a local celebrity. He also spent thirty days. Well, celebrity. Well, court. I
0: said I, I hand quote.
1: I, well, here's we just had Tom Stone on our podcast, which is a very good episode. I recommend it. I, and the name of that podcast? Cigars and Conversations. Uh, I like it. Thank you. The name? Cigars and Conversations. Oh, okay. but the show in general. <laughs> well, oh, we're going
2: to rename ours "Cocaine and Blowjobs."
0: But it won't live up to anything because we don't have. I meter, actually,
3: so. just listened to the episode where the, about the table, Sorry. and instead you got a door. Oh
0: yeah, Yes. We
1: had to, I had to gimmick that up. So
0: Tom St- Tom Stone, I, is anyway, an interesting guy as but, well,
1: interesting guy. But I was very confused when I first started training because everybody was like, "Oh, Stone this and Stone that." I'm like, Who's that? Oh, Tom Rocky Stone. You know, he's he's a wrestler that's been on TV, and I only knew him as the Jobber in AWA, yeah. and I was kind of confused by, "Okay, so what does this mean?" And everything. Right. I mean, I have a, obviously a greater picture of it now. Yeah. But, right. Like I couldn't understand how this Jobber was so revered among them.
0: Much like Tony people. Leone right? Why does everybody love Leone? Oh, dear lord. Yeah, no. Bad. I, know.
1: <laughs> <But sighs> I told the story on my podcast a few times. I'm going to tell it here now. Uh, Mike Mercury and I wrestled Jimmy Valiant and Tony Leone and Racine for Randy. Jimmy Where nobody's knees worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Jimmy did call three spots in that match that so can still pull out today. But Leone wanted to go over the match like constantly like 50 75 times going over it but whenever there was a comedy spot in the match he would laugh at it the same way each time he told this story <laughs> i'm just like dude okay it's the haha. i get it let's we've got it sure and uh his breath smelled really bad
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so but i understand so i guess what i'm saying with frank coming in is at least Carmine figured, well, there was a connection. Like, somebody might recognize this guy, right? So
1: let's... I, again, I don't know that because Carmine had his own connections as well. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, so... I, I mean, that's
0: how he brought Prazak in and some we of, kind
1: of Well, we wanted to get Carmine on our podcast, but he did not want to report at 10 a.m. to do a podcast oh, sure. when he was in town because sure. he was, quote, on vacation, unquote. Yeah, right
0: on. But no, the, that stuff was amazing like and... Dumb. <laughs>
1: I, I do have a Tom Rocky Stone
0: story, too, though. My first indie show wasn't Carmine, although that was the one that made me love indie wrestling. Uh-huh. It was at Federation Hall. Tom Stone ran or was part of that. I don't know if he uh-huh. ran it solely. And I, and I noticed a security guard from my lunchroom at South Division High School wrestling. Uh-huh. And I'm like, holy cow. And I went over to talk to him. like, yeah, don't tell the principal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That was the whole gimmick. Was don't don't say you saw me here. As a
3: guy who used to close the bar regularly with Carmine back in two thousand, oh, Matt's sure. bar. Sure. I don't know if you're familiar. with ho-
1: You know, I invented that carny.
3: You know, <laughs> I know what you guys are saying. I can understand why Carmine wouldn't want to be up at ten. Yeah, fair enough, but
1: <laughs> still, and it, yeah, you're 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 in your late forties, dude. Get it together. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So it just had to be judgmental. No, no, that's
0: that's great. Um, so you talked about some of the bigger names wrestling against me. Not who's the biggest name that people would think is is big. I mean, like not uh, necessarily big to
1: you, but like the general right. public like the general would public, think, oh, public oh, wow. will pop uh, for him. Hacksaw Duggan, yeah. George Animal Steel. How was Steve? Very stiff. Yeah, and, and he heard. bit me in the leg. Oh yeah, I yeah. heard the story. Yeah. Yes, yes. It. Um, he didn't like something I did to him in a match. All of a sudden he dropped to his knees and pulled me in and, like, bit my leg to the point where when I took off my tights I had, like, a, a mark. Oh, my. And I went to apologize to him. And I said, hey, um, you asked me to be stiff. I, you know, I'm sorry if I did something wrong. And he's getting undressed. Oh, no, kid, you were going to dislodge my shit bag. Oh. He wears a colostomy bag. Oh. Which, again... I don't care, but you could have mentioned that. Yeah, right. Do, yeah.
3: You, do you think he could have conveyed that message without biting you? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just very, very stiff. I don't mean as a worker, but just as a talking person, to him. Yeah. yeah, very stiff and very kayfabe. The point of, well, if I do this, I'll turn and get some heat from... You turn your back on me, I'll kick your fucking ass. What? I told the same thing to Dusty Rhodes. I told that fat man, you turn your back on him. Okay, you know. <laughs> I, I've never had any illusions about my place in the wrestling pecking order, but it's like, dude, it's it's a show at a YMCA in northern Illinois in front of 50 people. You don't have to.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting.
1: Okay. So it,
0: was he one of the more odd characters that you had a chance to work as far as? Uh, there's plenty
1: of odd characters in wrestling. Well, that's true. <laughs>
0: That's true. I, I've always uh, said yeah. that some of the best people I've in my life I met through wrestling, and some of the worst people you'll ever meet yes. you can also meet through. It's it's odd the dichotomy of yes of the two. But
2: and and sometimes they'll be the same person.
0: Well, <laughs>
1: right. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was really good. Uh, let's see, I I don't know Jay, my podcast co-host. He brings all these up because I forget who I've worked. Sure. But, I mean, yeah, the fair number of WWF guys that come around... Uh, who was it recently? I mean, and then, you know, Cabana and yeah. Punk back in the day, you know, before he was big.
0: Right. Well, again, more yeah. when we talk about Carmine. Punk, Cabana, uh, Chucky e. Smooth, Adam Pearce. Like, Anderson. That was,
1: well, that was always... It, I, I think Carmine was more lucky that they were coming up at that time and he provided them the stage. But, I mean, those guys, I... I just know them, so it wasn't, like, a big deal to right. me for that. Right,
0: it's old hat for you, because...
3: My, uh, my personal favorite was getting to take the claw from the Baron. Uh, yeah, I did that I once. I finally was able to tell something to my dad that he'd give a shit about. Nice. Oh,
1: there you go. Finally, I've yeah. got
0: your approval. Um, no, I,
3: I meant from a name state, know. you know.
1: Yeah, Carmine brought him into Kakana, <clears throat> and I had a confrontation where I had to take the claw, and finding out about the claw was, like, Finding out about Christmas. It's just kind of oh, okay. Sure. Yeah.
0: Baron's a great guy, though.
1: Yes, his business manager is a bit stiff.
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's true. So. All All right. I got one. I got yeah. one last one. And it, so, cool. and then you can go then into we're the, going right. to the questions. Yeah. Yeah. It just worked recently. So, uh, and this is from any match that you've seen since you're kind of the resident wrestling historian of the like you've gone sure. you've gone way back.
0: All right, what are you saying?
2: Nothing, man. Okay. Nothing. But if, I bet if you've done your homework and yes. you're
0: and you're smarter
2: though. Okay. But if you had to recommend anybody to watch one single match to really get it
1: of all time. To get modern wrestling? No, no, modern... no, 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 just wrestling. On um, on the whole. Oh, like, that's that's impossible. You couldn't
2: there's not one that pops no. out at
1: you? No. For years I would tell people to watch the Magnum TA Tully Blanchard I quit because that mm-hmm. was one of my favorites, just to get over the brutality. Mm-hmm. But you can't...
2: You can't distill it enough
1: to... Y- yeah, you can't... Right now, people are they're so in on the joke, they're just like, why are they doing all of this to each other? If it's just fake anyway, it's just like, oh, shut the hell up. Just lose yourself in the moment. But it's hard because I don't... By choice, I don't understand modern wrestling. It looks like movie fighting to me.
3: So right. aggravated.
1: Well, it's aggravating, and it puts me in a unique spot in that, like, I learned, you know, some basic rules of wrestling. You know, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, this is how you do that. But all of that has been changed in a way that no matter what what I tell somebody, like, this is how a match is put together, now it's totally different. A match is put together differently now. Right. So
2: It's not recognizable.
1: Uh, it's not recognizable, but it's different <laughs> from what I could teach somebody. I'm very good at what I do, but I also acknowledge that I can't. Like, I don't belong in that upper sphere. I'm very comfortable before intermission. Okay. <laughs> very comfortable right. before intermission and as a, you know, uh, a garnish to the rest of the show. Like, here's here's mean high, you know, here's high-flying wrestling, here's modern wrestling here's something to break it up a little bit. We're going to do something different, tell a story differently. Then we can go back into it. Like, I feel that's that's how I contribute to a card of being something different to break it up.
0: So, I guess let's go back to your fandom and being yes. a fan. If you had to pick one wrestler that is your all-time favorite, and again, it could have been somebody, it might have changed over the years, but is there somebody that's your all-time, like you could pick one person's catalog to watch? Who would it be?
1: Nick Bachman. Excellent choice. Solid choice. That's charge. who I rip off. So, I mean, he, he could just perform at a high level the whole time. It was flair for a long time, but then I realized that was just the charisma in the interviews. Yeah. Because by that time, his match set had gotten very repetitive, and he, Same you could see through it. It's like, oh, okay, but it's kind of like going to see Kiss now. You just want to see the hits. Like, that's what Ric Flair. Did.
2: They don't have any. Shut your whore
1: mouth! You shut your dirty whore mouth, Jiggy Jacks. Babe, I like. uh, I will fight you right (laughs) now. Don't, and I will help him. because I've had it with your shit.
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, What are you doing? I'm
1: keeping it even.
3: (laughs) If if I had to vote, I would go with Terry Funk, because in a Terry Funk match, you can get a little bit of everything. Uh huh. You can get the comedy, because he's going to sell like a big goof. Right. You can get the brutality. If he's a uh, younger Terry Funk, you'll get the scientific. Right. You know? I mean... Yeah.
1: I, I, I understand your choice. Just for my taste, Funk was always just a bit off for me. And maybe that could have been what attracted you to him. But to me, it was just kind of... Yeah, I don't know. You mean like he was a little too over the top for
0: Yes, Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. So the one guy that I really loved that I felt didn't get a long enough run because of health issues and then an untimely death was Mega Man Tom McGee. Kurt Hennig. Oh, okay. When he went heel. I thought he was amazing, but then he had the injuries and he was commentating for a while and uh-huh. he, and then he was back in the ring and then he passed away. So I don't think he had as long of a run as he could have had. Sure. But I thought if you look at his stuff from the time he turned heel and beat Bachwinkle through his WWE Intercontinental runs, amazing. I sure. just thought he was amazing.
1: I'll agree with that.
0: But it just didn't last long enough.
1: Which, yeah, I really enjoy his matches with Bockwinkel because you can see the, you know, the classic spots, but he's putting his little flair on them, so I thought that was very good. Absolutely. All right, let's do the two questions and then get into
0: that hat. We'll start, we'll go around the room. I'll start with you on this one. What you got going on, Jack Spade?
2: Ooh, uh, I have, now this is going to air way later than, like, anything. Yeah, it's like, like three three weeks off, so. so yeah. whatever, uh, the 21st, I am at Legacy. The 22nd, I will be at Frozen Tundra. You're uh, at Legacy? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Are you there? No. Oh, alright. Would you like to be? No. Because we know a guy. Yeah. I've I've heard. We'll, we'll talk off to you. Okay. Alright.
2: Uh, I'll be there and there, and then no, I will the be back. River City again. River is... City. Yep. Is that the end oh, of Oh, you're going to be in Warren. Yeah, oh, yeah, Warren, oh, Warren Stump, Stumpy's Spot Show for the Warren uh, Community Center. That'll be a good time. Nice. Um, and then July 4th, I will be at Riverfest for RCCW. Yep. Um, and then I don't remember the rest of July at this point because it's too far away. All right. So. All right. What do you got going
3: on? There? Uh, well, let's see. Nothing the rest of this month because work is a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will also be at Riverfest July the 4th. Uh, I will not be there the following Friday because work is a bitch. Oh. I'll be at that one. Um, but I will be at Legacy in July. I know they have a date, they're moving to the Root River Parkway up off of Rawson eventually. Wait, they moved, then they lost that building. No, they didn't no, lose no, no. it, no, no. They it's were just kind of compact and needs more seats yeah. to make money okay. and not yeah, die. That building's broke small. in the gutter. Yeah, well, it always was. Right. Uh, but. The one I want to pub out is August 2nd and 3rd in Galesville, Wisconsin at the Champions. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I was
1: just thinking, I was just in Galesville. Why was I there? Oh, that's the same yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, that's why.
3: Got it. <laughs> uh, big show for the Gilbert Brown Foundation by River City Championship Wrestling with such wrestling luminaries as Scott Hall and X-Pac. Never heard of them. Where are the luminaries? Uh, well, I'll be there. Okay. And I think Derek St. Holmes might okay. make it. No, I'm not there. Some of the bitch. You're nope. smarter than me. I am canoeing that week. Oh, good for you. Mm.
0: I will be... Um, I got a big one to talk about that's down the road, but I'll be at Tell Frozen Tundra doing uh, some managing. I'm not going to be just ring announcing, so that'll be fun. Are you going to
1: be ring announcing and managing, no. so it's really awkward? No, that's, okay. that would be something Morty <laughs> would have tried. Um, There's also video footage of George Gulis, the son of Nick Gullis, when he was trying to promote after Jared took over. And he's like the main commentator on the show, but also one of the wrestlers. So like when the heel wrestler comes out to cut a promo at him, he's like, oh yeah, well I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> Just very awkward. <laughs> That's very strange. Yes. Sounds a lot like his wrestling, which was uh, also yes. very awkward. Um,
0: I got BCW coming up in June. I don't know if I have any 4th of July plans or not yet, because I don't know if I want to drive to Watertown. A show, but I got off that show. ACW has some cool things going on. They've got a rockin' wrestling show, uh, August third, at the Menominee Nations Arena. Uh, Booker T will be there. But the one I am excited about, I don't, I don't mark out for people much anymore because I've seen enough and met enough. But on October fifth, ACW has a big show. Many, many. WWE Hall of Famers will be there, but the one I'm looking forward to, Arn Anderson, will be at that show. Huh. So, I'm excited about it. Ted DiBiase will be there as well. Roll Express, I've met them already. They're fine. Jimmy Hart. But, Double A is on my Wrestling Mount Rushmore. Are you going to pick up all these names on your way out that you just dropped? I didn't drop them like I know them. Dropping names like I hung out with. I didn't hang out with any of these guys. I'm just going to see them. Did you okay.
2: drop them like they're hot?
0: <laughs> and it'll be fun because I love ring announcing in front of, like, 2,000 people like we did. It's kind of cool. To be. Hey, coming up soon, I might have
2: wrestled in front of 2,000 people total.
1: Uh, combined? Yes. <laughs> I've entertained hundreds of people. Hundreds, you hear me? 11 at a time.
0: So, Derek, what do you have coming up?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, we have MKE coming up this week and running monthly. Not too nice far Nice building, from I heard. Right, the new one. Uh, nice building. They got to figure out their dressing room situation uh, because you have to walk outside to get to the hall. Oh. That's going to be troublesome if it rains. Uh, I'm bringing a friend of mine to Taco Fest this weekend, but this will air after that, so it's a pointless plug. Uh, I will be at RCCW shows coming up. I will be in Warren at the end of yep. June or July. It's June. It's June oh, yeah, 29. it's the end of June, and I'm very excited about that because that's the closest I'll be wrestling. No, 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 I just got booked an ICW the next day on the 30th. My my birthday is on the 1st, oh. so it'll be the 29th and the 30th. So Yeah,
2: I'm just, looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it should be fun. I get to yeah. wrestle Stumpy in the main then. Maybe, that's right, so 20 minutes. You know. Yeah right. <laughs>
0: so the last question off. before we get into the hat, and we ask all of our first-time yes. guests this question because we had to answer it on the air because it was in the hat. Okay. And it was, it gets even more uncomfortable every week when he, Lane tells us his. Pick. I don't know why. Okay. But the question is, Derek St. Holmes, who you gave for? You
1: have uh, to pick someone. Probably Silas.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. That's a good yeah. choice. That's somebody he knows. Yeah.
0: yeah well, none I, of I, us did anybody I picked use. Justin Timberlake. So. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah.
2: yeah, Matthew McConaughey.
0: Okay. And I'll tell you what. No, eight... don't.
1: Yes, no, I, I want to hear oh, it Oh, gosh. All right, go for it.
2: Have you ever had an asthma attack? Uh, Jesus. No. All right, well, if I had an asthma attack, I figured out I would masturbate. And the last uh, face I want to see in my head before I pass out is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my God.
0: Okay. Yeah. This this just comes off the rails. You right? drove a long way to get there. So <laughs> yeah.
3: with Derek, Derek picking Silas, yeah. yeah, someone he knows. Yeah, it yeah.
2: reminds me of. Uh, are you gonna make us all pick somebody? No, no, not gonna, okay. at all, not at all. Because he was gonna we pick at, Simon
0: Says.
3: <laughs> uh, our CCW show, and I don't know if you remember Maru, the new now Jason Masters of Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, he's picking good. Jesus. He was running around asking people for his. Video game show who they gave for because nobody listens to that, but they listen to us, you see. Okay. And a guy that came with Devlin Kane hemmed and hawed for two (laughs) minutes and then finally went, Well, I guess it would be Devlin Kane. And he was so drunk, but when he finally came out with it, it was like, Well, I guess it would be Devlin Kane. And it was like, Jesus, that guy might blow you on the way. So, wait,
0: was Maru the guy who asked us the question originally then? I don't I, I don't, don't think know. so. I think he was just piling on to success. Well, oh. well
3: sort of success. success. Well, yeah. Like we're not su-
0: Hang on. We're not successful, but compared to Maru, we're mega star. Right. Unless it. it's about impregnating chicks. Right. Right. Yeah. Wait.
1: So Maru is on the list of guys we can make fun of now? Oh gosh. Oh, for sure. oh, I yeah, thought no. he was like part of the brain trust up in the Crosse. Nah. Oh my oh, god. Okay. Nah, I've been burying him for Okay, when weird. he said he was when he said he was moving to Florida, I didn't believe him and called him on him, and that was like the first night I met him in real life. <laughs> and, and then he didn't. And yeah. you're right. You're right. Good for you. All right, grab the Wrestling. hat. I mean, I, I didn't mean to make it weird. I thought that's
0: no, well, you didn't. He makes it weird every week, so you're fine. You didn't make
1: anything. Weird. But Ryan Reynolds, I mean, sure, he's a good-looking guy. I guess it's mm. not as strange. I thought you were gonna say something like, like Abe Vagoda? Yes. <laughs> now, what's wrong with Abe? Well, he's dead. What about that oh. guy that played Jaws? Played the Shark jo- Oh, no, it like, oh, the Bond yeah, movie? yeah, the yes. Bond guy. Uh, Richard <laughs> Keel. Richard Keel, yeah. Sure.
2: That'd be a strong choice. All right, so they stick together, okay? <laughs> Why? Well, the post-it, post-it notes. notes. Yeah, sure. My writing is that of it's a drunken doctor. I <sighs> a doctor, yeah. It's yeah. bad. Uh, just wait. i got to rub my hands first. Cause... Yeah, no, get it in there. And I added a whole bunch of crazy wrestling rumors that we can talk about, so hopefully we get oh, one I or two of them. I can't wait. Can we talk about how you guys
0: shit on me on that last podcast? Yeah, go ahead
2: while he opens up the paper. Oh, mental health and the wrestling business? That one was put through by Maru. Oh, was it? Yeah, Maru asked about mental health and the wrestling business. Well, how about, mentha-
0: how about mental health in general?
2: I mean, I don't think it's exclusive to... I, I think know. he's asking if mental health is... I mean, if I were to... Reason,
1: to work in the wrestling business? Well, I mean,
2: is it a positive or a negative thing? Is it good for you? Is it bad for you?
0: Uh, is it bad for your mental health to be in wrestling? Is that what you think he's asking us? I... am Okay, let me start there. Uh, that's let's, let's, literally let's the question. let start there. It depends on what kind of shit you want to get yourself involved in. If you come in there, like we do, come out, joke around, have a good time, maybe hit the after party for a beer and go home... It's not going to affect my mental health. If you get down a rabbit hole of some of the shit you can get down, that's probably a bad idea.
2: I, I can tell you in the beginning, it was not good because wrestling was something I really wanted to do. And when you start to meet some of the people in the business, you get real disappointed real quickly with with kind of what you see and what what's around you. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, I,
0: working working radio well, and much darker. covering the oh, Packers yeah. Oh, yeah. and seeing how pro athletes behave, I. That jaded prep went away. On the but track. what
2: I mean, you fi- if you find if you find a place where you're comfortable in it, then it becomes something that's very positive because yeah. it is something you love. Right.
0: But at, in the beginning,
2: everybody wanted to beat you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to in the be beginning. Fair,
3: it's, it, that persists today. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just want to say that I got into wrestling at the ripe old age of twenty four. I was twenty six. And twenty years later. I cannot even begin to comprehend the amount of delusion that I've seen in some people. Like wire In the wrestling business. We talk about wire. Well, we could talk about Livewire, who pays guys thousands of dollars so they'll come out and grab a microphone and say they're his best friend. How many best friends does he have? Apparently.
2: Have you ever 100. seen Heatwave 96?
3: Yeah. All of those. That's a good lot, but seriously, so much delusion in the wrestling business. Guys with like that's elevated egos. That's not Ru-
1: mental health. Though, it no. is. No.
3: It is because Derek. They should not have that kind of confidence. I've seen their work. Okay. So, so they would you say? A 30 wait, wait, wait. Mile wait, wait. Radius. Let's just
1: jump back even further because I first took this question as everybody in wrestling has something wrong with them, well. and, that, and that's why they crave the approval or the reaction when they go out to the ring that could be no that's not necessarily wrestling that's show business yeah. or performing that yeah. somehow for bad or worse this is how you want to receive your validation and that's where it kind of you know you get to that no so one everybody in wrestling is a little crazy uh, one story I love to tell is everybody wrestling has something wrong with them and I don't trust you until I find out what it is, and then, then we're cool. But as far as getting into what you say with delusion and everything, I feel that because wrestling is ostensibly a fantasy world that some people just give anything to grasp onto that fantasy. And then that's where it gets weird of, oh man, I'm I'm the best thing that ever strapped on. Kick pads and wrestling shoes because they don't. I'll tell you
0: what's even more (laughs) delusional than pro wrestling watch the first four or five episodes of American Idol every season. Sure. And look at those delusional people.
1: Yeah, but even in comedians, comedians are messed up. Messed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 the same deal. So, yeah. uh, Are there issues of mental health? Yeah, and plus, you, you know, it's close. Lots of contact. You are getting the head injuries and stuff like that. So it can, it, anything, whatever you have wrong with you wrestling, will find it and magnify that. So,
0: yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm five concussions in.
1: This episode episode is way too strong. Can we pull right another? Uh, it's pull another question. Oh, we'll go around the horn here. You done with that? One? You, uh, you, oh, oh I thought they were all okay. No, so no. We, we, we
2: usually move around. Okay. But you want if you want? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, because that
1: one wasn't fun. You want one. something fun? Yeah. Shit
2: gets dark in there. I gotta warn you. Does it? Oh boy.
1: Um, How dedicated would you have to be to succeed in wrestling? Oh, very. (laughs) But that's just goal oriented. Or going back to the last
3: question, not at all. As long as you tell yourself you're (laughs) the best. If you're insane, (laughs) yes. Mental (laughs) (laughs)
0: health. Well, Uh, I I think to take it there and and you know and somebody who's accomplished more than we have in this I, I workout right you have to take care of your
1: body well, well oh, this is a different question yeah. like in order to succeed here are tools i think you need yeah. to do but then you what is succeeding in wrestling well Some right people, you know, it's just different oh, yeah. but yeah i mean if you want to you have to do your homework you have to watch tape footage and stay on top of moves you can do, you have to have ring time, you have to work out so you can have the presentation and have the gas in order to do that. But these are things, these are just basic tools that doesn't necessarily mean you'll succeed in wrestling. Because let's face it, all of wrestling is nothing more than opportunity and knowing the right person. Knowing
0: people. the right person, yeah. You know, uh, always.
1: But the you know the saying is there's only one show business, that's true for anything. You know, any, any performance medium.
3: Yep. There's a lot of three-tool athletes out there, is what you say. Three mm-hmm. tools? Yeah, because a five-tool is supposed to be your perfect player. Ah, what sport is that? Baseball. baseball. Thank you. Hmm. The right. best damn sport
1: in the world.
2: Sure. We're all we're all jabber, catterwampus again.
3: When I
1: uh, when I go to a sporting event, my my usual task is to see the different kinds of food I can purchase at these. Then
3: baseball is for you. Yes, baseball
1: is a lot of fun. Yes. did you get a good one? I, ho- I probably not. <laughs> I, I like how you wrote everything down and folded the paper, well, but it you folded see, it what the tape fuck? To, to
0: asses it. in slings. <laughs> what is I've
1: mean? been waiting for this one. Uh, if uh, if a guy's gonna wear a thong, he's got to shave his ass. That's
0: probably good advice.
2: Really? I don't know. I'm my ass is hairless. As yes, everybody like naturally. Knows. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe shave you. my ass. He's <laughs> trying to see my ass right now. He's been in a lot hey, with
3: you. We'll He's see seen if you'll it. do it.
2: I gotta. I got a, I've been in a ring with him. Did I, I tell you guys it. about my Father's Day gift? You no. told me. You're I got. I got. Yeah, children. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fa- uh, I got a toilet Yours? seat. To- I I hope so. Okay. Uh, I got a toilet seat bidet. You got a bidet. Huh. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm just just pounding it every morning. Why? <laughs> why? To clean it up, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I,
3: I don't disagree with this. It's good. Hit, have you ever seen his arms?
0: Like his range of motion. Well, I. See like, <laughs> I'm talking. I see. I'm talking problems back then. i You know what? Though to be fair, because of this rotator cuff thing, I'm. Oh co- look at
4: this guy. Yeah.
2: I, I was trained by Brian, and I'm slowly turning into Brian. But Brian. Case. Chaos. I will tell You're you this. It.
0: My I've got my range back to 165 in this show. It's feeling better. Good. What percentage is your shoulder at? I don't know. I got 180 on this, arm, 165.
1: There was one guy that I thought was in Rebels of Wrestling that did a Russian assassin gimmick for Frank, and he had the gear, but he never like returned my mind. I don't remember what his name is. Was.
0: Was, was, was
1: that Brian? I don't think
3: so. No. That almost sounds like a stealth. Oh, stealth, been. stealth what? You tell me, Jim you <laughs> big, dumb, big dumb fucker who chopped me and then no,
1: once. Yeah, and then he left us to I go his work name for was Randy Jason Ritchie. or something. Jason, I don't know. That was back in the days of MySpace. Was it Matt Mahler?
3: Matt who? Matt Mauler. I don't know who that is. He's the guy who the reason why Matt Winchester has no teeth right now. Yeah, you
2: got him with a chair, and the reason you can watch Pete get beaten by Rashi every week if you want to.
3: He was a powerhouse guy who graduated from powerhouse to heroin. Oh. Oh, boy. What wrestler would be the... Read that. That's terrible.
2: All right. (laughs) What wrestler would be the worst, and which would be the best to room
0: with? To room with? Well, from what I know now, George Animal Steel would be one of the worst. Right. (laughs) Between the shit bag and the leg yeah, biting? Yeah, there's, there's a I mean, there's always a chance that the shit bag could break. So, that's an out. Abby can't be great. Oh, God, no. He and Rotten can't be great. Why isn't Abby great? God. Because I
2: understand that Abby needs a little bit of extra care that you may have to provide him with. Oh, okay. okay. From time to time. I'm just time. wondering what you had
1: heard. Yep. That was what You're I... you talking to... like cleaning him up. Yeah. Stuff, right? yep, okay, yep. We're back sure to Bidet were... Talk. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Bidet Talk with Jackie Jack Spade. I,
0: I think Ian Rotten would be terrible because <laughs> he'd probably steal your shit. Um, yeah. Are
2: we allowed to choose women wrestlers as best? Sure.
0: Okay, yeah, sure.
1: Oh. Go for it. What? Oh, God. Uh, your screen just blanked That's eh, fine. Me. It's ba- still going.
0: Okay. Best, I would say, would be, for me, uh, probably... Right now, currently, Alexa Bliss. Dang, that one. Because was... I think she's hot. Worst would be that man, Becky Lynch. God, what a hideous. Worse voice than Lita, and I didn't think that would ever be possible.
1: Uh, There's I would say. <David>. I would say best would be either Bachwinkle or either one of the Malenko brothers because they would have their match, go get something to eat, go home and go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm into now. Yeah. Uh, Worst would be, oh, anyone that didn't do that. (laughs) Right on. I do remember the old parties at Carmine's where everybody would, like divide the house up into where we were going to sleep he had uh when he had the townhouse which i think was off of national or whatever there was the one internal room that had no windows and that's where rocco would always go because i like to sleep so i went in there but the only problem was once you shut the door there were no windows and it was just dark and this was like the days before cell phones so you couldn't do that sure sure okay but you were terrified because you didn't want to be out there because they're talking about H-bombing people and shaving eyebrows. Yeah. I'm just going to be in here. Yeah. I mean, I would like wrestling, but that's a little
3: much. I know you set off a national. Yeah. But wasn't it right up here off Oklahoma?
1: I, it could have been. Well, wait. This was, like the pla- the, like, this was the place he lived at with his wife. Then no. Okay.
2: <laughs> I guess we could switch it up a little bit. Who's the... Who's the best and worst person that you have roomed with?
0: Well, before you got your sleep apnea oh, issue right. take care of, yeah, <laughs> uh, did how did you post- do that? By chainsaw? the way, what?
1: How did you take care of your sleep apnea? I just have a machine. You have and you the, the yeah, the mask. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I what? I mean, it was like
0: sawing down a tree.
1: And does it help?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except now they complain about hearing the fucking machine on. That the machine doesn't bother.
3: I'll take the machine over what yeah, I heard yeah. and almost experienced I have, I have a scene. loved
2: one
1: that has a similar issue. Oh, so.
2: yeah. You did. I mean, lots of people complain about it, but literally it was never an issue. I put it on the first night I slept. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Okay. And then I was like,
0: done. <laughs> you woke up
1: in a stolen car. What?
0: Huh? <laughs> Another one who's a bad one to room with right now is Jason Masters. Because he might not be there. He might not be there, or he <laughs> might piss somewhere. Like when he pissed in my car. Okay. Ooh. Oh my god, that's Man. exciting.
2: Man, that
1: was fun. Any weird rooming with people stories? No, because I generally try to keep a pretty tight ship. Uh, there, there were a couple times, um, like being in a hotel room with like six other guys that were kind of. I would always just kind of like, do the the homeless. Up in a corner of the room with my feet drawn up, with all my stuff around me, (laughs) just because I didn't want to be fucked with. Yeah, I want to sleep, guys. It's like I'm not, you know, like wrestling's fun, but I have a job. Right,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Who's next? Oh, uh, somewhat related to that, though. Like a lot of times now, my whole deal of taking a booking is if I can get there and back in one night, because it's rare that I want to stay overnight. To incur the cost. Well, incur the cost, or just the gig isn't over until you're home. That's a fact. Ooh. So, cheeky Jack is now unfolding a post-it. Thank you. He's now adjusting for his vision. Uh, best Wisconsin a, take, take, sports team logo. Takes a drink of water. Oh,
0: shit. best Wisconsin <laughs> sports team
2: logo. It's it's I I'll go first because I pull, but it's the it's the Brewers
0: logo the the, the glove the old one the glove the four the ball, fingered glove the which ball and glove right? I have okay. I love the cleverness of the MB, but it's a four-finger glove. (laughs) It's it's a fucking great logo, though. But it's a four-finger baseball glove.
2: Moving away from that logo was a gigantic mistake that they are finally starting to
0: rectify. (laughs) You understand, though, it's a four-finger glove. Well, I I don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not a a glove. It's a picture. It's a picture somebody to drew. be a glove. You understand? <laughs> you're you're the one that sees the glove. <laughs>
0: no, you understand? No, you are making. I would a glove. I would I would agree with you if <laughs> you if the Brewers it. themselves didn't say, "Hey, the old ball and glove logo." Was
2: it going to bother you from now on every time you see it? No, I was just looking at the best logo in all
3: of sports in this state, and it's by default. It really is. It's by default. Because the Packers just have a big G. Yeah. Yeah. it to the big W. I don't care about the Bucks. The, the new so Bucks stuff really where is. Where do you that?
1: get four fingers? There's the three and the gloves. Yeah.
3: One, two, three, four. There
1: should be
0: five. A glove should have five fingers. A catcher's maybe, mitt doesn't. Maybe well,
1: it's that's a true. Simpsons character. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. I I guess. Bill no House, Banho.
0: I guess the Brewers, because you're right, the Packers. Cool. The Packers yes. is classic enough, but there's yeah. nothing well, no, exciting so about enough. it. No. I mean the,
2: the the Brewers look real snazzy on that one day a week that they wear the right yeah, the right uniform.
0: What about the uh, admirals? Which it's admiral's okay. uniform? It's o- it's better
3: ones? than the one we grew up with. I'll tell you that. With much. the full. That was just guy. an old
2: drunk with a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the old Patriots logo, wasn't it? Except the guy had a stick except for the... not the No, box. because
3: the Patriots logo actually had like a mad face. This guy's hat came down over his eyes and he had a big nose.
1: It was just ridiculous. He had a mad face, dude. Alright.
0: Alright. I mean... We- I, 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 I like the Bucks new stuff, but yeah, I guess the Brewers... I don't hate the Brewers new stuff either. <sighs> I hated the the diamond. The
1: 94 yeah. when they switched. I hated
3: the blue and green. Yeah. With the, the,
1: just the M. Yeah. Ridiculous. Sports? I uh, don't really follow sports where they keep score. I do uh, watch the Packers whenever they're on. Okay. But uh could care less who plays for them. I just hope they win. Yeah. There you go. I just hope the team with the most points wins. <laughs> I just hope everyone has fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? You want to pull one more? Sure oh, yes, I do. This is fun. How are you for time? Are you? Uh, it's what? It's I about got... eight forty. Uh, we can do a few. More here. Okay. Depending on how much tape you have left. Oh, I have. i limited
3: questions yet. Bolivian soccer,
2: too. Yeah, we got our uh, Bolivian soccer with Armani. Yeah. Uh, do you think wrestling is
1: overlooked by society? <laughs> uh, one, absolutely. Two, I also feel that wrestling quote-unquote doesn't do anything to improve its standings in the eyes of the general public. Um, what what reasons would there be for this? One, especially at the upper levels, uh, the brain trust of the WWE is kind of insulated from the common people, so it's whatever they think is funny and oftentimes what they think is funny is not really seen as highbrow in other places. Two, um, so much of the, on the indie scene of let's be shocking, let's be cool, and you're really just destroying your own, you're destroying, wrestling doesn't do itself any favors.
2: Okay. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Uh, it breaks down to, like, do people view carnivals positively? No. No, but they still go. They still, everybody, everybody watches wrestling.
0: Tons of people um, watch wrestling that'll never admit it.
1: Of course. Right, but it's nowhere near the numbers it used to be.
0: No. And yeah, and I always wonder. So when WCW and WWF were having their Monday Night Wars, and they were both pulling in fours and fives. Yep. And then all of a sudden, one leaves, and they're pulling in twos. Where'd they go? Where'd the?
1: They stopped following. The wrestling. same
3: place they went in 1994. They went away because it wasn't interesting.
2: You <laughs> give them something interesting, they will come back. They're out there. I mean, there were points when I was a wrestler or, or working. <laughs> but, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually pinpoint that week for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I just saying that my there was a point where I was a worker and I wasn't watching what was on TV because it wasn't good. In that mid-2000s, uh, right. WWE, nothing else, it was, it was just bad to watch. It yep. was just not good. And maybe you'd come around for a pay per view occasionally, but you wouldn't you wouldn't stick around with it, you know. That's accurate. But I, I don't know.
1: I, overlooked is weird because it's kind of just there. It's it's there, but it's not it's not a draw. It doesn't have any cachet. Like for example, at at my jobs, it's not something I broadcast. Oh yeah, me either. Because uh, it's funny in groups, people will make fun of you, but in private, you will get one or two wanting to ask the real questions, but. They, they won't do it in front of people. Right. You know what's funny to me is. Three year olds wearing motorcycle helmets? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yes. But. They so can't hold their heads up. Yeah.
3: We've all basically agreed that if you were to put on Raw right now, you probably wouldn't make it much longer than a half an hour, right? It'd be right. pretty disappointing. Right. But there's so much more of it to watch right now. Why?
2: There's so like much there's more talent
3: now. But if the nobody's watching it, you don't athletic need it. talent. Yes. If nobody's watching it, you don't need it. There's three hours of Raw, there's two hours of SmackDown, there's a 205 Live, there's an NXT show, there's an NXT UK show. Yep. I feel like I missed something in there, but...
2: Main event. Thank you.
1: Why? If nobody's watching it, why? I would just like to balance this amount of content with what we were discussing earlier with everything that was available to Milwaukee in the late 80s. Like, there was still... I, I bet you'd say there were more hours of wrestling on at that time, possibly. But mm-hmm. it was much more compelling. And it was limited well, to what you could
3: get. But it was, yes. with the exception of World Class that was on in the afternoons on ESPN, it was almost specifically a Saturday and a Sunday thing. Sure. Yeah, primetime was on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you really wanted to subject yourself to hokey bullshit, TNT was on Tuesday. Oh, that would frustrate me yeah. so. much. Okay. That was awful. but for the for the most part, it was a weekend thing. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, and, and here's the other. Now it's on every goddamn day. Uh, and just to circle all the way back around to things like the after mags and and all that, you would have what you could watch that right. was available to you. But then you could go back and read about what was elsewhere, and you could put together in your imagination, we'll put together something probably far better than what maybe actually was happening but really pulled you in you know what I mean? That always happened with me in pictures of Missy Hyatt. Yes! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha! Well, uh, up until 94, that was a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody say something about fired up. <laughs> he did. He did twice at a stoplight
0: when it. she was 17. Oh, I would have hit every stoplight. She, <laughs> she addresses that in her book. She, I read that book. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's a question that's not from the hat, but I'm just going to ask sure. it anyway. Better yes. Bell.
1: Is this a pimpler?
0: Better Bell. Madison Square Garden Sportatorium.
1: MSG.
2: That's yeah, it's, well, it's a, weird a real, sounding
1: bell. That was a real bell. Right. Yeah. Sportatorium was a hubcap. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a it had, tink, tink. that's here's a so
0: legacy pro wrestling if I hit the bell right I can make it sound just like the Sportatorium. There's a dead
1: flat spot nice. on top. Dun, of it, thunk, so. thunk. Um Memphis had a real bell, I believe. Okay. Like,
2: like a legitimate like
1: a No, no, not a Crier's bell, like it was a bell and oh, he had sure. a trip that he yeah. pulled Yeah, yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they were both distinctively different yeah. than Yeah, that's because the
1: Sportatorium the, was a
0: The a
2: Sportatorium band. bell sounded like somebody clapping. Yeah. Like, okay. no, <laughs> it was <laughs> just <laughs> a <laughs> pot <laughs> with a <laughs> meat tenderizer. The Sportatorium
1: <laughs> frustrates me so much because there there is shockingly little footage available of the interior of the Sportatorium. So I know One person that's gone there, like, saw it back in the day, but, like, I've always just wanted to see a layout of how it worked. Because, you know, the iconic front where it says Sportatorium with the... the, Like, apparently that wasn't the front. That's not where you went in. Where you went in was this weird, like, this side door, but it's the side that never gets photographed. Oh. Yeah, it's so frustrating because everybody sees the front and the what it would be like the left-facing wall. And that that was also the door that you could sneak out real close to the ring, like that's where the ring was set up. But you never see the other side. So it's like, okay, so that's there. So where was the concession stand? And I also heard weird things about the bathrooms. Uh, I believe they were a step above outdoor plumbing. So what does that mean? It's trough. Yeah, but but when 5,000 people went there... Do you think those just emptied right into that river that was behind there? For sure. Like, okay. for sure. Just uh,
2: directly, you could just see the spout out into the
3: river. <laughs> every every three weeks, Fritz would send a ring boy out with old cups hollowed out, and then they would just make it like a rain gutter from the piss trough to the river.
1: You're lying. I am. Okay. The, the other thing that was crazy, <laughs> No, though, no, no, I would think it would be going through the ground, because the Sportatorium <coughs> was formerly a much larger building. Before they had the fire in the 50s, they cut it back to what you see today. Could you see
2: where the rats would march into the fryer? (laughs) That was a story. Oh, no,
1: I know know it. (laughs) I just, it was a poor joke. (laughs) (laughs) There's no selling it. So
0: here's the other thing, though. The other building I remember was before Vince moved his TV tapings around, they would always tape in Poughkeepsie. And there was always that one dude who looked like Carrie Von Erick ten years earlier. At the like, Civic Center? No, at the Poughkeepsie. Yeah, he would sit. Because UCW T- was the, running that I thought towards... they
1: taped at the uh, the Boys Club or whatever. No, Irish Media Boys Club was UWF, but the field house in... Poughkeepsie. That wasn't Poughkeepsie. We'll have to... Uh, because we want ECW was no I'm not the talking Center about like the late.
0: I'm talking about like two years when Vince was just taken over from his dad.
1: So like '84, oh, '85. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The, I'm sorry. I was thinking with like the silver Road Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like, no, no, no. Okay. It was after. So it was in that transition where he took over. Junior took over, but he didn't take it on the road yet. But Poughkeepsie was close enough to their home base right. that they could do their TV tapings there and then get well, back. He to he bought it. an arena. Yes.
1: Yeah. But that was up uh, Cape Cod Arena, I believe.
0: But anyway, there was a guy who would sit hard camera side. Sounds hoity-toity. Who looked yeah, like he Carrie Vanette? Okay, but it wasn't obviously. But <laughs> the uh, was it Conan Chris Walker.
3: <laughs> One of those shows that I saw that you mentioned. Nineteen eighty four. They do the crowd pan.
0: Yeah.
3: One guy with a sign. What do you think it said? Nineteen eighty four. I want to. Want to hammer that year to you? Um, walk like an Egyptian? Close. Roddy Piper has AIDS. Oh, oh my yes. Oh, my,
2: <laughs> my. Well, he lived a long time then. Yeah, well,
3: good for Magic me. Johnson. I thought it was poor taste in 97 when somebody had the Val Venus has AIDS, or maybe 99.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I thought up. it was in poor taste when I thought that a good gimmick would be the
1: HIV kit. Uh, no, that was done. Um, in that incredibly strange wrestling, I believe. Really? I I've there's been a similar character. Oh my.
0: Just sneezing and coughing or what <laughs> I, I guess the gimmick what I thought of Coming would be out to Philadelphia when he's getting his ass kicked, he would blake. <laughs> the guy would leave and he'd, he'd win by count out. Uh,
1: can we pull one more? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can take it home.
0: There.
1: Bon Jovi. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted me to talk about well i about want
0: that? you to mention again about your podcast
1: uh, my podcast cigars and conversations uh looking into pro wrestling history uh episodes come out infrequently because uh we're both busy and i like to be inspired to come out with an episode uh we just did an interview with tom stone that's very good for those of you jumping in for the first time, I suggest it's around episode 25 or whatever talking about wrestling gorillas, wrestling apes. Mm. No, wrestling bears. <laughs> yeah, where I would say about, gorilla, gorillas talk, will rip your face off. No, yeah, because we talk about the mm-hmm. whole gorilla thing in Bruno Samaritan. And where can so we find bears. that? Where can oh, we find this is a good one to take it home on. <sighs> Uh-oh. Ooh. Frank DeFalco. It's going to get hot in
3: here. <laughs> Why don't you start, picking? Okay. Oh, uh I don't like him. Okay. He doesn't like me. Okay. They don't like each other. Uh we don't like each other. Okay. Uh there's There's always the moment of cordialness when we're in the same building. Yep. And I'll approach him or he'll approach me and uh-huh. we'll shake hands and then he'll give me the Frank. Which is
2: Take it nicely. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh that. to describe that, uh there was a handshake and then <clears throat> Quickly looking away. As in, you know, just... Uh, Not a fan. And I'm just gonna let it be.
3: Because I know some people in the room are.
0: He pays. You want my opinion? Oh, yeah. I've got no problems with Frank. Okay, yeah. Now, that wasn't always the case back in the late 90s and early 2000s (laughs) when I was running Rebels. I feel like I've heard rumors that he was the one who shut a show down because we didn't have a cabaret like <laughs> it. But, uh, which led true, to I a to huge misunderstanding, and Brian, also known as Chaos, thought Randy Ritchie did it because he was running in the same town, and he rode over there and busted out a bunch of windows in Randy Ritchie's truck. Was that in Whitewater? No, that was no, no, in right right It was it. Yeah. No. We were at the old Federation Hall running the scene. I I heard
1: something about this story from the outside. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what ended up happening is <laughs> Brian so we get shut down, but we're going to still do the show cuz we're taping TV. Okay? So we what have What
1: TV did you have We had cable there? access. Okay.
0: In three different cities, Milwaukee,
1: Greenfield. Oh. Okay. Anyway, we're taping TV. <laughs> Didn't know we were dealing with a big shot. I that's going to be
0: not. No, I'm not a big shot, but I'm also somebody who feels the show has to go on. So we right. took all the workers' wives and put them hard campside. Okay. Because we could run the show. We couldn't sell tickets. Right, right, right. So we just shoved a bunch of people on one side, and we continued on with our TV taping. Brian decides he's not going to wrestle that night and drinks a pitcher, and I'm not exaggerating, of Jack and Coke. Oh, that's good. And then runs over to Cudahy and bust, walks into the building... Right up to the ring. Right up to the ring and says to, to Jimmy, Jimmy Kennedy, Kennedy. says, hey, where's where's Randy? Randy Richie goes, dude, there's a match going on. Get out of here. And he goes outside and smashes out all the windows because nobody would have ever guessed that it was him. And I caught all kinds of fucking heat for years about that. Even though I didn't even know he left the building because I was doing commentary for right, TV. Right, right, right. So anyway. And then to, only to find out later because... We thought that Randy shut us down, and then it came out that it might not have been Randy. So
1: uh, I've heard uh, Frank may have pulled that trick more than a few times.
2: Yeah. H- hindsight being twenty mm-hmm. twenty, th- and I don't being know. That,
1: it's still a bit further. Here.
2: Hmm. Not. Not oh, right. recording But uh, could you have technically let fans in for free and then sold them things within the?
0: The cops were not going to let us bring people in who weren't affiliated with people. Sure. Who were they. In. I remember specifically
3: if you were in the building already, you could You were stay. welcome to stay. Yeah, but you had to write your name on a piece of paper, and then, like, say for example, the person who called originally, who may or may not be Frank, called who was back on and the show, said,
2: wasn't he? No, you, not,
0: no,
3: I don't know. No, he was not on it. Uh, if they called back and said, hey, that show is happening, they're selling tickets, then they could come down, and they could, ID. They, let me see your ID, yeah. and then they check the name on the paper, okay, that you're allowed to be, like, they ain't got nothing else better to do, but right. that's what they were fucking doing okay. that
0: day. So anyway, there was a little bit of heat there for a while, and then, out of the blue, I think at the behest of Matt Winchester, uh, they said, hey, we need a ring announcer, why don't you just call Scott? And I don't know that in the first year of me doing, because I've been it's almost nine years now I've been doing his ring on it's one year off because I got fired.
1: I've been fired twice.
0: But um, <laughs> I don't think the first year he was really warm and fuzzy to it. But then he realized that I'm I'm gonna do my job. Like I right. come there, I do my job, and so we're we're fine. Like do we go fishing? No, but I I his I hired his sons once to umpire a baseball tournament. I, I don't know. There's no heat anymore. It's fine. I've got a decent enough working relationship. He pays me. I can't complain. Suck up. I, I like him. You do not.
2: <laughs> no, I... Well, I don't dis... I have no reason to necessarily but you're dislike Have it. you <laughs> met, <neutral? laughs> have yeah. met him? Yeah. I have met him. I... The people I've been around since the beginning of my career have had very negative things to say about Frank. Hello. Well, you, Jim... Not, like, everybody Everybody around that time. Yeah, Jim wasn't a fan. No, Jim Jim was pretty sure he tried to re-break his neck. He yeah. was pretty sure that, you know, they did the thing where they beat the shit out of Knives in the ring. That what wasn't great. People?
1: We'll talk uh, later. Okay. Uh,
2: but that was a very negative thing. And and then, obviously, hanging out with you guys, getting the rest of it. I only worked for him once. Uh, I've only been on a show with him a couple
0: times I've Always oh, shook his hand. So here's why I'm not sucking up, right? Because
1: <laughs> I was just joking. No, 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 bit. no,
0: no, no. But, but you brought up, because there was a time where that stuff would happen on those shows. Like yeah. the, er- the early days of Bruce City Wrestling when you we were in Waukesha. I can tell you now, being there for eight years, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. You know, a lot of there might be guys who are still snug. Right. But they don't do the, let's clear out the locker room and kick the shit out of somebody. I haven't seen that in quite some time. And maybe it's that's because... That's because it
1: brought the cops.
0: Well, and maybe because he now has his own students that are working in some of those undercard roles and why, I don't know that you want to kill your students, right? But So maybe that's part of it. For sure. I don't know. But what I'm saying is those things that happened don't happen
2: like that. I, I'm just saying he's never done anything directly to, that's to me. Yeah. Unless he had more to do with that whatever that XW... What it was the fucking... XLW. The XL... No, it wasn't XLW. It was literally XLW. XLW. Whatever the Chad Vandermark fucking bullshit <laughs> was. Oh, so XLW. Extreme, extreme, extreme limit wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chaos in the club.
2: Whatever that shit was with the Winchester thing. But Frank was there. But Frank didn't come out. Are, Frank you didn't send anybody out. For me. Right. Frank didn't cut Stupidly, the problem. I said yes. So...
0: I forgot
2: about Axel, but <laughs> So did <but>
1: everybody
0: else.
2: <laughs> never anything directly to me. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Frank is... Uh, Frank's an interesting character. I like him, but I try to not be in a situation where I have to rely on him. Um, I go in and work occasionally for him when he needs somebody. He asked me about this last weekend, but... Like I'm not one of his regular guys anymore and that's fine. I mean I get along with him, but I also I know some of the shadier things he's done and the little bubble that he's built around himself is kind of fun to watch. But
0: You're right, and the other thing I, I think that he needs to if he if he was gonna take life advice from me is <laughs> Which he won't to not get so personally upset about other things that go on like he's got a decent product, he draws well. Just uh-huh. enjoy it. Like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Because it yes, it doesn't matter. It you're doing fine, and and many of the people who are at your shows are going to. The, they're not choosing one over the other. They're going to right. Like I don't know. Don't don't let that
2: consume you. Well, I guess that I mean that's an argument that we've had. Like the point of going through your wrestling school is once you have somebody trained, you should want to send them out so that they represent you to a number of different areas. And hopefully the thought process is they, number one, build your reputation, right? Right. And they convince other people from that area, hey, you should come to this school and go through this because that's what made me
1: the way I am.
2: But his thought process seems to, and a lot of these wrestling schools now, they seem to have this very insular thought that...
1: A lot of them have always been that way, though. Chicago is is really weird that way, too.
0: Yeah, And to be fair, he's, he's, he's had a a really good group of students come up. I mean, finally, yeah,
1: finally, because that school hasn't produced squat up until recently. Except for Sierra. Sierra, Aesop, Asop. and then you get some of your lower level like Vanessa or or Onyx or whatever. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure where Tyler fits because I don't think he was an original student. No, he was a pow guy. Yeah, he was a
1: pow guy. But that school, I used used to assist more there but I just finally had to give it up because I did not like how it was being run. There's, uh, granted, they've they've cranked out a good group now, but they don't have a syllabus. They don't have any sort of structure. It's really a lot of times just like adult playtime. And I just, I didn't like it because I would go to show them something. Well, you do this this way. Well, Matt taught us this way. It's like, well, then go fucking learn from Matt. I, you know, I'm not going to, sure. I'm not going to fight you right. on this. But then you also had issues of there was no discipline at the school. So, like, the people that weren't in the ring were all engaging in, like, social hour on the outside. And it's like, come on, what are we trying to
2: do here? Yeah, pay attention, right. see yeah. what
1: everybody else is doing. And then yeah, but instead it's like, oh, we'll just pay attention, and then as soon as he leaves, we'll do something. But a lot of that drama and squeaky talk on the outside was Frank, you know, because he's got ego issues as well that he's feeding by being at the top of this mountain. Sure. So, whatever. Yeah. I It's funny... Because I was warned about Frank when I first broke in. Like, hey, watch this guy. And now he's reinvented himself as the godfather of wrestling in Milwaukee. So it's just been a fun little little thing to watch from the outside.
0: Sure. Yeah. Who do you think in the area, because you've worked enough around here, who does the best job getting people ring ready?
1: Ring ready? Yeah. As a tra- like, Oh, that's harsh. Uh, Black and the Brave is really good. Uh the dojo kids are kinda of funny. But Green Bay, that that Green Bay Oshkosh area is really weird in that it gets people that don't want to get out of that thirty mile loop, so they all work each other. So yeah. it's kinda of, it's kinda of goofy. But I'll go for Black and the Brave right now. Okay. But maybe the Academy. Yeah.
2: I mean you didn't go Armani, which is I mean if you're going to Milwaukee. Why does that have a school? Well,
1: but Milwaukee's really funny because in order to become well-rounded you need to spend time with frank you need to spend time with armani and you need yeah. to be on dis's shows so it's kind of like sure there are these schools or academies but you really need to experience the whole thing yeah
0: right because of the different styles so weird world right. like right. yeah right. yeah absolutely by the way um i always find it great we uh, we talk about like a lot, we're talking about locker rooms and the new building for is the Russ well it's not Russ and Darlene's anymore what's it called La La Pica Pica. La Pica uh, we ran our first four shows there and we had no like our locker room was the one bathroom oh god and we had what 15 guys of course you did
3: that was actually where I broke in that That was was my first show yeah that was oh wow
0: because we couldn't use the stage because again TV right uh huh so we had to cram our asses into that it was awful just absolutely awful so where did you where was your hard can? On the stage, oh, your hard cam was on the stage, right? And we right. had our announcers there, like not on camera, and then okay. we had the so we couldn't use that area to dress, so we had to pack them all in the. That sounds wonderful. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. And it's one of those things where I learned a couple of things. One, people put fabric softener in your gear bags if, if you're not going to wash your shit, because, right? And two, if there's no shower, invest in baby wipes. Sure. You got twenty guys all smelling it up. It was or a toilet seat bidet. Yes, yeah, so you can pu- a portable bidet. Well, no, I mean just generally, it's it's nice. Yeah, but if the guy next to you
3: sneezes, you're gonna get a <laughs> face full of bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Me, there's worse
0: things. Derek, I appreciate this man. Um, seriously, I, you're one of the more interesting people. I
1: hope I have. lived up to my billing. You my did, deal. you did. Talked about Deep Purple. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. Yeah. Which is a good name for you. It is oh, a busy perfect. Not <laughs> if you've seen
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, again, we talked about your podcast. Where can you find your
1: podcast? Uh, we can be found on Stitcher. We can be found on allthegimmicks.com. We were formerly found on iTunes, but I don't know what that's called. Now. Okay. That's uh, podcast. It, it's called Podcast. On we're on Podbean as well. Sweet. So uh, there you go. All right. And, and have you ever thought about adding Krav Maga to your skills? No. All right. All well, right. Nice. Uh, but I wouldn't be against seeing what it has to offer, but isn't Krav Maga like going right for the kill all the time? Yeah. Whereas, whereas catch wrestling is more I'm going to catch you in this hold and torture you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there's a lot of like neck punching, which is really funny because I've had new people go to work with me and say, "Well, I don't want to screw up and have you break my leg." And I look at them and say, "What in my past has made you think I will break your leg?" <laughs> right.
0: All right. All right, well, Jiggy Jack Spade fixed the ground. Derek St. Holmes is our guest. Hey. I'm Hotshot Scott Williams, it's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. We'll see you next week or whenever Alex puts another one up.
1: Good night, Frankie. <sighs> Good night.